Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. So excited to be back with you all this week. It's a big week. It's colonoscopy week for me. Um, So, you know, it's going to be a shitty week, but a good one at the same time. (laughs) Have you ever like needed a break so bad that you were like, you know, I don't mind that I have to do medical stuff because then I have time off work. Like, you know, some people you get sick and you're like, well, and this isn't like a diss on my job or anything. And I know I was quite literally just on a vacation, but I was like, you know, this is a nice excuse for me to lay down, (laughs) even though I do feel like I've been doing that. um, Most of my year has been laying in bed. I'm kind of looking forward to being knocked out and uh, waking up a little bit high and enjoying my time. I think that's going to be really great. Um, This is my first time that my dad will be driving me to my colonoscopy. So that is kind of a big deal. My mom typically takes me, I believe one year Eloy and George took me. We were trying to debate that this weekend, but usually it's been my mom. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if he's prepared. Um, I, (laughs) uh, I told my mom to prep him. She's like, you know, she's a little bit on, um, on drugs when she gets out of there and it's a good time, but she is hangry. And I'm like, yeah, because literally you can't eat for the whole day. And what's funny is I don't eat a lot right now. And that's not like a fun skinny bitch thing. That's just like a my life sucks thing. Um, And so you would think, though, that I would be fine. However, no, it's it's literally today. And what happened was, is like I lost my power when I was gone this weekend. So everything in my fridge is is out. And I was like, I'm not going to go grocery shopping when I go to my parents house and I can't eat Wednesday. So I just kind of scrounged what I had in this home. And that was crackers and rice. And so I felt like I was already starving myself today. And all I've been thinking about is like Taco Bell, Chili's. Um, I don't know why I was thinking about Outback Steakhouse. I don't even eat there. Like I'll crave things like I wouldn't I wouldn't even eat on a regular nine to five basis. But like this, the cravings are so real. And it's one day people go on hunger strikes. I don't care about anything that much, you know, to not eat. I just can't. I literally. So, yeah. So when I'm out. So basically the whole time that I'm, you know, not being able to eat, I am thinking about food. So, yeah, it would make sense that by the time I get picked up, I'm a little hangry. So I was like, bring me some crackers and just like put on some music for me. I'll probably sing. I mean, last time, let us not forget that iconically the last time I had a colonoscopy, I dumped Jimmy a couple days before. So, you know, it was nice that I had something else to distract me. And then I joked with all of my nurses about that. I don't really know what's going to be on deck this round, but I am a little nervous for my dad. Um, But I think we're going to have a good time overall. I think it will be a 10 out of 10. I imagine that my um, wannabe Instagram famousness or TikTok fame, maybe I'll remember to record it for you all, but uh, hopefully not. (laughs) I think either way, it's going to be a good time. But you all, um, I have to say, so speaking of my father, I got this very, uh, very nice reminder of my singlehood from him yesterday. He sent me a text message uh, it was an article from Shane Co. And it said, Shane Co. will pay you $1,500 to go on 15 dates. And he was like, hey, maybe this could be your side hustle. And I was like, thank you so much for reminding me. 
that maybe it's so hard for me to get dates on my own that maybe I should let Shane Co. pay me to do it. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't think this is the worst idea. Um, I'm not opposed. Listen, if I'm going to get ghosted, why not get ghosted and get paid? You know, that just sounds like a business venture that I'm into. So I'm not going to lie. I might look into it. I might. I might. And also, I thought it was funny. Speaking of, you know, getting paid for things uh, on my flight to San Diego and to San Diego this weekend, the pilot was was on one. He was like making jokes. I actually in the weirdest way, I saw him on TikTok, like someone on my flight recorded his joke. And I'm assuming because it was about the San Francisco 49ers. His joke was that like, why are why do 49ers fans make great girlfriends? Uh, and it's because they don't expect rings, which I'm like, listen, we've won a couple of Super Bowls. I wanted you to back off. And we were like, this was on Friday and we were going into playoffs the next day. It's like, who's putting out that energy Southwest? And then I scrolled through the comments and the 49ers commented and we're like, this is why we fly United. And I just love that brands are like shady now on social media. Like, I don't know who started that, but I'm obsessed. Uh, so anyways, the other thing the pilot said, he was like reminding us that the flight was full and he was like, listen, you don't avoid eye contact. Like everybody's going to need to sit on this plane. And he was like, also, this is your chance to cancel your eHarmony account and, you know, talk to the person sitting next to you. And I was like, sir, the way you don't understand that I romanticize every flight that I'm on, like I'm going to find my husband, like, please don't encourage this. Literally, I was sitting, I was walking around looking for a seat because, you know, that's always the most awkward. Like nobody wants to sit next to each other in the airport so then you're like trying to find a seat like couple ones apart from someone and I saw this guy and he was cute so I sat two seats away and I was like maybe I'll glance over see what he's reading maybe I'll strike up a conversation maybe it's southwest maybe he'll want to sit with me I look over I see a ring and I was like here's the deal you're married but I already married you in my mind so I'm not really understanding why this isn't working out but like it's fine whatever uh so anyways I was like please don't um please don't encourage this at all uh <laughs> but I had a really great time in San Diego it was my it was my girlfriend Monica's 30th birthday so we took a trip down there I I love San Diego I always have uh you know one of the best parts about being with Jimmy one of the perks was that his parents um, owned a uh, owned property in Carlsbad like for a month of the year or whatever. So I got to spend a lot of time in San Diego. I loved it. I used to think I would move down there. Um, you know, I, I I love living in Campbell now, so I don't know about that. But it was it was so great being back down there. And it was storming. It's like, who cares? Can't stop us. Uh, I had a very interesting Uber ride there, but I'm going to save my dad the panic attack and put that after the commercial break. But, um, you know, it was it was really fun. We on, we got in there on Friday, we had dinner, and then we went back to the hotel and hung out on Saturday. Um, I feel like it's all blending together. I'm like, oh my God, what did we do on Saturday? We like had fun at the hotel. We went out for for drinks. Um, a couple of the people got tattoos, which is really fun. I didn't. I convinced everybody to go to a bar to watch the Niner game. Actually, it wasn't really that hard. We were going to a bar anyways. And the one that we went to happened to be playing the game. But they were playing it so loud. And I forgot. It's been a long time since I've watched sports like at a bar. I used to do this often when I lived in Santa Rosa. There was this bar downtown called Osceolos. If you're like a Sonoma County person, you know what I'm talking about. Um, it's this little sports bar. And I used to go there by myself. And I would sit at the bar 
I'd order a beer and I'd order some mozzarella sticks and I would watch like whatever like hockey or football or whatever was on because it was like my way of kind of like getting out of the house and doing something fun. And uh, so I had been a while and it was like it was loud. It was a little too loud for us. So then we went to a divey bar, which was also good because like at the first bar, um, there was a lot of Seahawks fans and I haven't really had to watch a game with the opposing team yet. And I didn't like it. They were loud and I was like, shh be quiet and it doesn't matter because I lost anyways so um you know we watched at this little dive bar got some jello shots like that's the way to do it you know if you're not getting jello shots at a dive bar and like what are you doing with your life you know what I mean um so anyways <laughs> then uh we ended up going out that night we had dinner at this place it was the worst and it's I can say that because I'm the one who picked it so I feel like that's on me it was called like Mr. Tempo or Mr. Mr. Tempo. Yeah. Let me tell you, Mr. Tempo is a jackass. This motherfucker. So he's got his own restaurant. He was there. So he shows up. Girls are like taking this girl took a picture with him. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? And I was like, oh, it's Mr. Tempo. He literally had he had like 17 billion screens in this restaurant. And at one point, all of them had pictures of him just pointing at you. And I was like, no, thank you. Then I, I like to pick Mexican restaurants because I always know that I can find something to eat because it's like they're usually really accommodating, you know, whatever. So I asked for what I standardly ask for. I'm like, can I get a burrito with just chicken, rice and cheese? And he's like, no. And this wasn't Mr. Tempo. This was like his lackey. And he's like, no, we can't do that. I'm like, I'm sorry. What did you say? I'm like, why? And he's like, no, you have to order exactly how it comes on the menu. And I was like, then I literally cannot eat anything here. I'm like, then can you make me just like a cheese quesadilla? And he said, no. What in the fuck? What do you mean you can't make me a cheese quesadilla? Literally. And he said, no. I was like, I know you have tortilla. I know you have cheese back there. I'm like, well, I cannot eat your food. I'm like, well, can I get a side of rice and a piece of grilled chicken then? And he's like, yeah. And he served it to me in a bowl. Like the, like a, like a, a, a literal tiny, tiny, tiny chicken breast. Like this chicken need a boob job. Like this thing was tiny as fuck. And it was served to me in a bowl with no knife and a fork. And I was like, what am I supposed to do with this? The, listen, the place in there was ratchet and I enjoyed that. Like there was neon lights everywhere. The vibes were like kind of crazy. And I did enjoy that. But you have to let people edit their food. I know it's frustrating. I imagine as a chef, you work really hard to get all these flavors together. But listen, I'm a hot girl with tummy issues this is it. This is it for me. Like I, you need to let me fucking eat. So that was kind of a hot mess express. But then we went to the clubs and listen, I haven't, I haven't shaked my ass in a while and it felt, it felt great. It felt great. I'm going to be honest with you. The, like the last time I went out was actually in San Diego for Jenna's bachelorette party. And this is not something I do on a regular basis. Right. So I had just mentally been like, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be a party pooper. I want to go to some of it, but I also recognize that my, I don't know how my body's going to react genuinely. And I was like, I have not even stood as long as I have been standing, let alone break it down on the dance floor. So I was like, just make it to till 11. Bitches, I made it to midnight. Meet me at midnight, Miss Taylor motherfucking Swift, because I made it. I mean that with all respect, Dr. Taylor Allison Swift. But I literally was shaking my ass, having the best time of my life. And this is what I was thinking about. Like, you know, there are so many things that I have held back from doing because I get embarrassed or I worry about what other people think of me. And I think one of the best things that's come out of my time with Andrew is me stopping giving a shit because I was literally like, 
I'm like, do I look stupid dancing for a minute? And I was like, who fucking cares? Like, I'm having the time of my life right now. Like, I am dancing like there's no tomorrow because I wasn't like there's one thing, you know, you get drunk enough that you don't care. And I wasn't like drunk. And I was like, but I want to be I want the energy of Smashly without the hangover. And I got it. I was like, fuck yeah, bitch, let's do this. And I was like, we really need to stop fucking caring about what people think about us. Because if I was at that club and I saw this this girl breaking it down, I'd be like, I wish I was having as much fun as her. And I just had so much fun. At one point I was jumping. And then I was like, I don't even know. I, I checked my watch. It was like 1130. And I was like, girl, you're doing it. And then I start jumping and getting into it. And like, it was unbelievable. I could, I literally could not believe I had that energy. It was wild times and zero, zero fucking regrets. And I know that some of you guys are like, Ashley, you went out. How were the mans? How was the men's? Those men's were child. That was a children's night out in San Diego. I feel like um, at the, and I remember we went to the same place. It's called the Tipsy Crow when we went with Jenna. And it was the same thing. It feels like a basement college party, like, Purdy should have been there for sure. That's his shit. But he would have been standing in the corner texting his girlfriend. But like, if you don't get that, go back to the last episode. Um, <laughs> so anyways, it was it was really, really fun. And then the next day we went to drag brunch. Same drag brunch I did uh, with Jenna. And I, I it was just I loved it. Immaculate vibes. And this is what I keep telling everybody, because, you know, a lot of people know and love Smashly. And here's the thing about her. She's pretty dormant these days. She is. But she she also went to therapy. So I would say getting drunk with me now is so much more fun. Like shout out to the people who had to had to get me here because like there's no more crying. There's no more like random outbursts. She's just coasting. She's just fun. I'm not even that boy crazy. Like I'll hit on I'll hit on a man for sure, but I'm not going to hit on every man. Like it's like she's a whole new bitch. Smashly also got therapy. And the thing is, is that she just likes to come out during the daytime. OK, because people think, OK, you're going out. We can't wait to meet Smashly. I'm like, no, she's a brunch girl. You will meet Smashly at brunch, wine tasting, brewery hopping, watching a sports game at a bar. That's you'll find her there. I'm not going to find her at the clubs. That's Ashley just on her on her fucking last leg. OK, so anyways, I knew for brunch. I was like, this could be it for me. <laughs> This could be it. But um, we ended up going. I wasn't I didn't get that drunk, but it is so fun. It's bottomless samosas. You know, the drag queens are on point. It's just so amazing. I was so hyped. And then we got to go to Ballast Point, which listen, I'm annoying when I go to San Diego. For some reason, I feel like I have to go to Ballast Point. So I was like, can we go, Eloy? He booked us a reservation. It was super fun. Um, and then Krishma came, which was really awesome. She's getting married. I had to hound her. I'm her maid of honor. So I was like, hey, we got, I, I'm like, I got you locked in here. I need to plan some things. I need a dress. I need to look, you know. So um, it was really fun to see her and uh, get to go do that. And then we went back to the to our we were staying at a resort and it was Bougian. So, OK, for those of you who have taste, you have all seen Scooby-Doo one right with the people. If you haven't, you don't have taste. I don't I don't even know how you ended up on this podcast, but like I'll still accept you. However, it's on Netflix only until like it might be off. I think they said December 31st. We should look into that later. However, if you've seen it, Spooky Island, this is what this place looked like in the dark. Like it had lit up like the trees had up lighting and it was like Spooky Island. I was like, where's Scooby-Doo? Um, so anyways, it was but it was beautiful. I felt like I was bougian and it wasn't like we paid like a bougian price. It was 
so gorgeous vibes immaculate as always um so we just like hung out there which i love and then you know me i'm the first i'm the first bitch out the door in the morning so my flight was at 7 30 in the morning i woke up at four and i was puking that was not fun we did not enjoy that and i had already uh you know my cousin and i uh, danielle friend of the podcast mo friend of the podcast had talked about going to the sharks game on monday and i was like hopefully i'll feel good uh, Mo texted me at the sweet spot at the brewery when I was a couple beers in uh, when the treble trio was left behind. What happened was that everyone w- went back to the to the hotel. I kept George with me and Charisma. I dubbed us the treble trio. We hung out with the bartender. We were having we were living our, our greatest. Um, so anyways, I got this text during the treble trio time and on Smashly was like, we can make it for sure. And I was like, girl, what? era do you think you're in like that you think you can go 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 sharks game oh i did it i fucking did it i got on the plane on monday and i was like i'm gonna die and then i made it back to my apartment i took a nap like took a power nap and then my power was out so i like showered and my power went out and i was like well i guess i should go to the game and it was so funny because i was on the phone with jenna and then danielle called and i was like well and i was telling jenna i was like i don't, I don't think i'm gonna make it I don't think I'm going to do it. And she's like, no, once you get there, you'll be fine. You know, you'll be fine. I'm like, I don't know, dude, I'm I'm dead. And then Danielle calls and she just goes, so are you coming? And I'm all, yeah. I'm, she didn't even have to convince me. She didn't even have to say, I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm coming. And you know, it was actually ended up being really good because I slept so well last night because I think like if I wouldn't have, I would have just stayed home. However, I don't know if I can like unleash that kind of energy again. So um, it was, it was a good fucking time. I, uh, we, one of Danielle's friends had a suite, so we snuck into the suite life. Oh, baby. It was so great because they have lower seats at SAP Center. I don't know if you guys knew that, if you're familiar. I didn't. I thought it was just the, the ones up ahead, but they've got lower suites. So bougian. So bougian. I just don't understand how I'm not rich and just like always living that life because I feel like that is the life I deserve. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're gonna, uh, you know, manifest the podcast getting successful so I can have sweet tickets and I'll bring you all with me. But anyways, it was a wonderful weekend. It's been, it it was just so fun. I am so grateful for Monica for including me on the trip. It was truly like such a good time. I got to meet new friends. I got to, you know, spend time with, with old friends and, it was just a really like it was just a really fun trip. And I'm so glad I went. And, um, you know, that was the other thing where I was like, oh, shit, like time off wise, I felt bad because I come back and I'm getting the colonoscopy. But then I was also like, you come back for two days and then you're off Thursday, Friday and then the weekend. So it's kind of like I'm getting a four day weekend. I might as well go ratchet ho the weekend before. Right. That's that's the logic. And and I have to clean out my system. So I might as well give it a good time. If my system is going to have to literally clear out, I might as well give it a fun night. I also was like, when it came to the Sharks game, I just felt like stadium nachos were going to change my life. And they did. They absolutely did. Um, (laughs) Okay, so I was on TikTok, obviously. TikTok corner. It's time for TikTok corner. And I saw something I didn't like. Okay. So it's this girl. I think she just makes TikToks to piss off people, especially women. And her first one said she was like, uh, I, I hate to be the one to tell you this. Which I'm like, no, you don't. You love it. And she's like, your friends, your boy, your boyfriend does not want to hang out with them. And listen, I've heard this bullshit lie before. And it reminded me, and I, I feel like I should have fact checked this before. I feel like it was Ryan, um, Julie's husband, now husband, that I heard this before. And I was like on the phone with them. And I just said, hey, Ryan, I heard this rumor that, you know, 
uh, um, boyfriends don't really like to hang out with their girlfriend's friends. And he was like, oh, that's that's weird. And I was like, waited. And he's like, do you need me to tell you that I like hanging out with you? And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I need. Thank you for knowing that I needed validation. I, I swear it was Ryan, but it was definitely somebody like that. And then she then I saw another video and she said, also, your boyfriend does not think your best friend is funny. And this is where I draw the line. I know that's not true. I know that's not true. How dare she? How dare she say that my best friend's boyfriend's husband's fiancés, one, don't want to hang out with me and two, don't think I'm funny. That's bullshit. I know I'm funny. If there is one thing you should not come for me for, it is my hilarity. I am funny. And I was like, I I don't believe it. I genuinely, genuinely think that all of my friends, like partners like me. And listen, I could be wrong, but they fake it well. And the bottom line here is, is that like, actually, if your partner doesn't like your friends, it sounds like they have bad taste. Unless you have bad friends, which you probably don't at this age. But uh, I just, I can't imagine, literally cannot imagine being with somebody who did not think that my fun, my, my friends were fun or funny because they're a direct reflection of me. And I think they're hilarious and I think they're so fun. So they're just wrong. You know, I've never I personally have never run into this. Um, Jimmy, I think, liked everybody. Um, Scotland didn't really get to meet that many of my friends, but the ones that he met, he liked. So I don't really know how I would react, but I would be mad. I would be real fucking mad. Also, your boyfriend's supposed to be like your friends. So if he's not like your friends, you know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways, I just have to say this. If you are um, <clears throat> if you are one of my friends, husbands, um, boyfriends, etc., you want to just like remind me that I'm hilarious next time I see you, I'd appreciate it. I'll do a whole fucking video. I should have done this. I should have FaceTimed them all, taken a screen recording and asked them if they think I'm funny. People might be like, they'll lie to your face. No, they won't. No, they won't. I don't believe it. So fuck you, TikTok girl. Uh, <laughs> also, you already know in the celebrity world, you already know that I'm obsessed with Miley's new song. Listen, I'm not saying it's the best thing she's ever written in her life because that would be the entire album that is bangers. But this gave me bangers vibes. And what's nice is I feel like she's she's my age, right? Like so she's in her 30s and she's obviously been through some shit with relationships. And her song is about like, Hey, I'm realizing that I actually like I can want a man, but I don't have to need a man or a partner or whoever. So she literally says she's like, you know, it go her course goes started to cry. But then I remembered I can buy myself flowers, I can write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things that you don't understand. I can take myself dancing and I can hold my own hand. Yeah, I can love me better than you can. And I feel like that is the best mindset. I think that's one of the things that I was taking into dating was wanting to date and not needing to date like that. That was the distinct difference for me. I was like, I want to want this and not feel like, oh, my God, I need a partner. I need a partner. I want one. I don't need one. You know what I mean? And um, there are rumors. So there's rumors that she filmed the music video in the house that Liam, her ex-husband, cheat on her with was supposedly 14 girls. But my celebrity confidant, Mr. Eloy, um, told me that that's not true. He said that she's confirmed in interviews that that's not true. And I'm going to believe Eloy over God himself. So that's how I stand there. But the other rumor is that um, 
that Bruno Mars songs where he's like, I should have bought you flowers and held your hand, you know? Uh, apparently Liam told Miley that he like dedicated that song to her or whatever. So then when you look at the lyrics and she's like, I can buy myself flowers, I can hold my own hand. Everyone's like, oh, shade, shade. And then apparently the album drops on his birthday. And listen, I, you know, I support shady women. Like, you know, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm a Swifty. I was born that way. I love a good shade time. So if this is true, I'm into it. But either way, I love this new era of anthems. It's not new. It's just like it's because if you go back in time, there are lots of anthems about this. But I'm glad it's resurfacing about the anthems of being alone and being okay. Ariana Grande, thank you, next. Literally anything from Lizzo. This Miley Cyrus song. Like it is about it being like, hey, you're good, boo. Your relationship might have sucked. We're going to move on from it. We're going to do you and you're going to be good. And I just love that. I want... The utmost happiness for Miley Cyrus. That's my girl. That's my Bay One since day one. And I just literally love and, and, and am obsessed with her. So I just really want the best. And the other thing I like about this song, it's giving me bangers a little bit. Not like it's fucking bangers, but it's just like it's giving me the same songwriting and beat tempo as songs from bangers. And I'm like, is this album finally going to touch scratch that surface for me? I listen, I've loved no album the way I love bangers. And I'll take that shit to my grave um speaking of miley cyrus let's talk about her disney channel co-star selena gomez my girl um so apparently she's dating one of the guys from the chain smokers and here's my only issue here in the past two days i've heard two rumors about the chain smokers one is that they together have threesomes with their fans and the other one is that one of them's dating selena gomez and i it was just like a lot for me to take in for some reason, the threesome thing didn't surprise me. And then people were like, oh, I was more surprised that they weren't brothers. I was like, I just feel like these two dudes are close. So like, whatever. But the Selena Gomez, I was like, what a time for these two news stories to come out. But either way, my bottom line is, is if she's happy and maybe she wants to explore, you know, go for her. But hopefully, uh, you know, she she she's happy. And I just love her so much. I... Uh, I read some things that she was being like body shamed and I'm like, just shut the fuck up. Like literally, like nobody cares about your opinion. Oh, speaking of TikTok, can I talk about something else too? Um, you have no choice. You're, <laughs> you're listening to the podcast. The one other TikTok thing I saw that I found fucking fascinating was it was this plus size model. I didn't, I didn't save the video or anything. It was this girl talking about her video and she's talking about how, um, like, she she's like, hey, I just want you guys to know that, you know, uh, I'm not here to promote unhealthy bodies. And she's like, I just feel like people are getting fat now because it's trendy. The way <laughs> the way I my job was on the floor. I was like, I know that there's a bunch of white men who think this to be true, that it's trendy to be fat. So women are like getting fat because of this. The body positivity movement is just saying that like, hey, no matter what size, no matter what journey you're on, gain weight, lose weight, whatever, you're beautiful, period. So this little fucking bitch made a career off the backs of plus size women, right? Like not to be dramatic, but that's true, right? Like you are getting your support from people who look like you. And now you're doubling down and being like, listen, honey, I didn't say that you could be fat. 
I said that I can be fat and beautiful, but when you're doing it, it's a problem. I guess I could, this could have been my, I'm sorry, what moment, but it just like sprained me right now. And I will never understand. And my, one of my biggest pet peeves is, is when women talk about each other like that. Cause it's like, listen, we already have to deal with men. Women need to support women, period. And this little bitch, I hope her, this is where canceling culture comes in handy. Cancel this bitch. Cancel this bitch. She literally said in her video, there's no like, oh, you misinterpreted it. No, 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 no. I heard her. She was like, don't get fat because it's cool. Bitch, let it be cool. I don't know. I, I understand there's health aspects. No, and nobody has disagreed with that. No one's been like, we should all be unhealthy. But it's like healthy mind, healthy body, whatever. But like, what? You think because you look good and you got popular modeling that now people are eating more and it's a bad thing? So people are accepting their bodies and you don't like it now? What did you run out of money? So now you're like trying to get the like the skinny folks on your back, the skinny folks signing your paycheck. Like what is happening? All the all the mean gym bros are like, I'll pay you a million dollars to tell girls that they're fat. Like what in the actual fuckaroons? I couldn't believe it. So anyways, I don't really know where to go from that because it was so painful. But uh, I think we're going to we're going to go to the commercial. <laughs> Hi, friends. I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. Friends, I got the literal sweetest angel baby Ask Ashley today. It, it made me so happy. Okay, so it said, something I really admire about you is how many friends you seem to have. It makes me feel like you must be such an awesome friend to all the people in your life. How do you feel like you've acquired and kept so many friends throughout your life? Like, that is so nice. First of all, I love you. Um, I I am very overwhelmed and honored to like have as many friends as I do in my life. Um, but I do have to start by saying that the goal in life isn't to have a million friends, right? The goal in life is to have friends that make you feel like a million bucks. And maybe you're going to have one of those. Maybe you're going to have five. Maybe you're going to have 10. But like, the most important thing is that you are not looking to fill numbers, you know, that you are just looking to fill your life with meaningful and amazing people. And I think for me, you know, I've always felt like it's a little bit of a burden to be, be my friend. And I'm working on that. I feel like it's kind of, you know, goes into this whole like negative self-talk thing. But I've always just felt like it's so hard to be my friend. I've got like all these health issues. I cry all the time. Um, I'm I'm loud. Like, you know, it, there's just like to me, I'm like, there's all these factors that make it hard to be my friend. And the thing is about that is that I don't have friends that make me feel that way. Right. Like I feel that way about myself. And the reason that I 
know all those things aren't true and that it's not a burden to be my friend and that people like to be my friend is because my friends tell me. So to me, I think it says more about who my friends are that I have so many friends versus like, you know, what I can say about it. I think that I just I got really lucky with these people. Like they are all so incredibly wonderful and they have helped and supported me and through so many things in my life. And, you know, they really like made me who I am. So I think that's like really special. And I just, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful for them that I got asked this question, you know, because I just wanted to give them the, the respect that they deserve. But, um, you know, also, when people ask me what my favorite quality about myself is, most of the time I say that I, I think I'm a good friend. And what's also interesting about that is that every New Year's when I've written out, you know, my goals and my resolutions, one of them has also always been to be a a better friend. So for me, it's something that I care so much about. And it's something that I constantly want to like work on and grow with. So I think that when we want something really bad and something's really important to us, we will work on it and constantly grow for it, like probably the rest of our lives, you know. So um, I, I know that you asked me a question, though. So, I, <laughs> you know, I think that I can summarize, uh, in my opinion, um, at this point in my life, being a good friend and how I kept and maintained friends into like, you know, five kind of qualities. So the first one is openness. I think that the reason that people tend to be kind of like attracted to me when they're when we meet is because I'm like very open about my life. And that's not to say you have to like tell everyone everything and be like absolutely like crazy or anything like that, you know, like be comfortable, hide your things. But, you know, I'm 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 willing to share. And I think that when you share your life with people, they feel comfortable and they they open up about things. So, you know, don't be afraid to kind of like be yourself. I think we get so afraid of being judged. And, you know, I'm not going to say that people aren't going to judge you, but those aren't your people. And then you'll know right away. It's kind of like dating, you know, be yourself. And if they don't like you, then, you know, right. Um, so I really believe in like the openness. And I think that's kind of uh, where people start building that trust and they feel like they can share with me and, you know, maintaining that that trust and openness with them is like so important. Um, the second one is understanding. Our friends are people. Also, I'm so sorry to, um, I, you know, when I stop the podcast, I feel like I have to tell you why um, the otter just called me, but we'll like, talk about that in a minute, but it's fine. Okay. Anyways, I was on my second point, which is understanding. So, uh, you know, our friends are people and they have their own lives. And it's really important, like for me, like my friends have been, obviously I've talked about this all the time, probably sick of hearing it, but like they've been so understanding about everything with my health and like just knowing that, you know, I'm going to try my hardest to be somewhere, but I might not be able to be there. Um, and, you know, vice versa. Like it's, it's kind of this like, you want friends that you know you can cancel on, but you don't want to, you know? And I also just think it's like, I'm so sorry, friends. You know, I always have to tell you when I interrupt the podcast and I feel like you would all want to know why. So um, the the otter just called me. So, um, you know, I had to take the call really quick. But anyways, um, let's get back into talking about my amazing friends um, and friendships. So I believe I was on the second uh, part, which was uh, understanding. And, you know, this is just knowing that our friends are humans. 
They are human beings and they have their own lives. They are going to make mistakes. They are going to maybe say something that, you know, you weren't really like expecting or something. They're going to have bad days. They're going to have good days. And the same way that it's so important to be there for them when they're having a bad day or a good day, it's also important to be understanding when they're having a bad day, you know, and it's it's the thing about like our friends are there to elevate our lives, right? Like our friends are there to make happy moments happier or to, you know, make life a little bit more exciting to be with them. But they're not responsible for our happiness. They are out there trying to do their own thing. Our friends are working. They're moms, they're dads, they're, um, you know, they're managers, they're getting married, they're moving. You know, there's all these factors that we all have to deal with in our lives, good and bad, you know, and, um, you know, they're dealing with anxieties and, and all sorts of stuff. And the most important thing is that we can be um, understanding, give them the grace that the world doesn't. That's our job, you know, and I talk about all the time how my friends have done that for me so much. Like, I don't want to ever have to cancel on my friends, which is the friends you're looking for, by the way. If you have friends that you're like, kind of hope I can't cancel on them, not your friends. Um, you know, I understand like wanting a night in, of course, but like, I mean, you know, if every time you're like, kind of hope this person cancels, like probably don't want to hang out with them. Um, but you know, I, I, I have to cancel and, you know, I have my bad days and my friends have always been really understanding of me for that. And it kind of leads me to, you know, my second, uh, point here, or sorry, my, what is I at? Three, my third point, I'm a little flustered, don't mind me. Um, <laughs> my third point, which was boundaries. And, um, you know, one of the things about being understanding that kind of crosses over here is I think, you know, understanding your friend's boundaries and your friend's capacities at certain times in their life, especially, you know, uh, I think that it's hard when you are, you know, a new mom or you're planning a wedding or something like there's just a lot of starting a new job. Like there could be a lot going on at that time. And, you know, it's important for you as a friend to say like to, to, to say that you don't have to be like, hey, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. But like, here's what's going on in my life. You know, I try really hard with my friends. Um, sometimes I do it later. I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I've been MIA. Like, here's what's happening with me, you know, and or, you know, before I'm like, hey, sorry, I I'm going through this and this and this. And then my friends kind of know, like, what's up, you know, and I think setting those boundaries are really important um, of just just letting them know that, like, hey, I've got this going on. And then it's on you as a friend to be there and understanding and just, you know, all that. So I guess those two kind of go hand in hand. But I also think with boundaries is expectations um, and just really being honest about where you're at and what you're looking for from your friend and just, you know, knowing that it, it might not happen every time, but like getting to a mutual grounds. Like I think being honest probably could have been its own little thing, but I think it falls into this of just knowing what you're looking for in a friend, um, being understanding of what they can and can't do and just knowing if it's going to be enough or not enough for you, but really setting those hard boundaries of like, this is what I can do right now. And this is kind of what I need from you. And, and being really respectful is, is so important there. Um, my, my fourth one is support. And I, I could scream this from the top of my lungs that supporting your friends is the most, it's your number one job. It's your number one job as a friend. You don't have to be like, you know, you don't have to like, send them money every time they do something accomplishing, right? Like just a nice text. You know, I, I know that like when I was in the hospital and just like a simple text, like, hey, how are you doing was so sweet to me, you know, and I didn't expect everybody to do it, obviously, but it was like nice or just like 
hey, how was your date last night? I know you went on a date. Like if I if I told you I went on a date and you follow up like that's so special and supportive. And also like being there for obviously I just talked about some good moments, but the bad ones, you know, I mean, in life we go through so much shit, whether it's a breakup or a loss or literally just a bad road rage day. Like I will sit on the phone with Jenna and listen to her scream at every car on the road with no hesitation. You know, um, literally Kim will get on the phone with me. I'll be talking to her and she's, she, like gets cut off by a car and I'm like, roll down the window, stick your phone out. I will yell at them for you. You know, it's all about, you know, really celebrating each other. Like that's our job. People don't celebrate each other enough. You know, we talk about like the weddings and that shit's so important to be at, but like these little things in life, you know, um, I remember I had a friend back in the day who like ran her first 5k and I was like, I made signs. I showed up like these things are important. And I know that as we get older and our responsibilities get higher, it's a little harder to be there physically for everybody. But, you know, I think finding your own special way, even if it's just checking in a week later, hey, how are you doing? Like, you know, it's as simple as that or sending a card or anything like that. I think just being so supportive is is so extremely important. And, and for me, that crosses into their partner as well, which um, I know we talked joked about earlier. But, you know, I'm always very supportive of my friends relationships, unless there is a very big reason for me not to be. I don't want to be an enemy. You know, I'll be honest when I see something, I'll call it call it like I see it. But, you know, for the most part, I'm like, this is your choice. Whoever you want to be with is is your person and I will stand by you no matter what. And I think that that undeniable support and and is really, really probably what what sticks me around with friends, because I I just I want to be there for them. And I like to. It's not even like it's so funny. It's not even like, um, you know, I feel like I need to like I genuinely love that. And I think one of the important things, too, is to not. Uh, not let your jealousy get in the way of things when you're being supportive, because it's hard. You know, our friends accomplish a lot. And sometimes maybe we don't feel like we're being we're, we're having the same level of accomplishments. Like I remember when I was talking to to Aaron when she was getting married and I was going through my breakup with Jimmy. I'm like, God, I feel like. I, I like I feel like I'm taking you down, you know, like I feel so bad. Like we're talking about weddings and I'm just like that. I'm like, well, I'm, I cried like 12 times a day, you know, and she obviously like didn't care, you know, and she was supportive of me and I was supportive of her, even though we were going through like we're at two different extremes in life. Like we were able to be there for each other. And I think that's like a very special and, and very important thing to do for each other. So um, there's that. And then the last one, I know this is cheesy, but love. I, I genuinely love my friends. I, I love my friends. I love everything about them. I love their personalities. I love their pets. I love their people. I love I love them with my whole heart. And I, I think that's so, so, so important to just have that unconditional love for your people and and to remind them that I know it's I know it's awkward sometimes, but like show them in your way that you love them. For me, like this is what I'm talking about with the party planning and the sh- and the showing up for shit. Like that's my love language. Like I I that's my love language for you and um I don't expect it back. You show me love your way. You know, maybe your way is a text message or your way is putting fire emojis on my Instagram. Like everybody's love language is different and just show your friends that you love them, you know? And um I have to say this last point um that I think is really important and something that I had to learn over the years don't waste your time on people who don't deserve it. Don't don't fill your room with people who shouldn't be there because then you don't you're not going to have room like you only have the capacity for so much. And when you let people in who don't deserve it and just remember that like not every friend has to be 
your best, best friend, right? Like not every friend is the same. There are friends that I have that I can talk to like once a month, twice a month, like uh, once a year. And I'm like, no time has passed. And like cherish those friendships as well. You know, you don't you don't need it to look like every single friendship has to be the same. You know, just fill your room with people that you genuinely want to talk to and be around. You know, I spent a lot of time, a lot of time. I know I talked about this, I think, on my uh, 30th birthday podcast. I spent a lot of time with people who made me feel bad for existing. They made me feel like I I was a burden. They made me feel like I was a problem and I needed to act the way they wanted me to act in order to be happy. And uh, and their happiness was way more important than mine. Whereas now I have friends that my happiness is so important to them and their happiness is important to me and it's equal and we'll fight for it and we're there for each other and we just have the best time. And so, you know, those that's kind of my big advice there is that I and I lost and I, you know, some of my good friendships were sacrificed by me being focused on bad friendships. So, you know, when you feel when you're not feeling like you're being treated right and it's time to like step out of that. And and I'm and thank you again for this. This um, uh, I, it's, I spoke on this for so long and I don't want to get too emotional, but I, um, you know, I I love my friends. These are my people. And I am so grateful at every turn for the people in my life. And, and like I said, whether it's the people who are, um, you know, we talk every once in a while or that I talk to weekly or whatever, um, I, I'm so grateful for you. You remind me every day that I am, you know, worth living and worth being here. You remind me that all the negative things that my my head ever tells me are wrong. You remind me that I'm, um, you know, that that you chose to be my friend and you want to be around me. And that's so special to me. So thank you so much and for coming on this journey with me, of course. And yeah, I mean, um, making friends and maintaining friends is hard. Um, I think we all know that as we get older. So don't feel bad. Like everybody makes mistakes and just find the people who are going to be understanding of you no matter what. So now that I'm done crying, can I tell you guys about how I got asked to be in a porno? Let me just like really flip the motherfucking script on this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> she needs to stop crying. So I have to tell you the story. And listen, I, um, well, I don't even know where to begin. So I, I do. Let's start at the beginning. Hello. Uh, I, so when I got into San Diego, I took an Uber. First of all, I got a Tesla. This is baby's first Tesla. I did not know how to open the damn door. I don't know why they made it so difficult to open the doors, but it was just like too much for me. And um, I was I was struggling so hardcore. Um, so anyways, this guy like I get in his, his Tesla and I'm like, oh, my God, it's my first time in here. And he's like popping the cherry. And I was like, hilarious. Like, I thought it was like a funny joke. He was like younger, I think, whatever. So then he's like, um, you know, he goes, oh, you know, this isn't my full time job. I said, oh, that's cool. He's like, I said, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I'm in the film industry. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, how fun. And he's like, uh, the the film, the, the adult film industry. And I was like, oh, nice. That's cool. Like, right on porn. Um, <laughs> you know, and he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, some people get uncomfortable. Like, are you uncomfortable talking about it? And I was like, no, not really. Cause I, I mean, whatever, this is this dude's job. Like bitches got to work, you know, like I, it, I genuinely wasn't uncomfortable. And then he's like, well, can I ask you like, what kind of porns do you watch? And for whatever reason, <laughs> for whatever reason, I panic answered. And I was like, I don't know. I just like to watch two people who seem like they like each other, have sex and like, look like they're in love. Just like two people. And he's like, oh, okay. Like what an answer. And by the way, it's kind of true, but uh, I don't really I don't watch it super often, which is 
I don't know why we're talking about my porn habits. I didn't need to explain, but I, I do. Listen, I want them to like each other. I want them to be happy. That shouldn't be surprising to anybody. And he's like, yeah, that must be hard to find. I was like, you know what? It is. Um, but thank you. Since you're doing research, I was like, do you do research in your um, Ubers, you know? And I, he's like, yeah, actually, th- yeah, this is a nice place if, if they feel comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, and then he's like, starts asking me some more questions, you know, just about like, he starts asking specifics on things that I like. And it was like, he's like, do you, is there a certain race that you like? And I'm like, well, this is getting a little touchy. Um, and then I was like, oh, uh, I don't know. And then um, I was like, nope, just two people who are in love. <laughs> just basic vanilla sex. It's fine. Um, so then he's like, uh, so then I, I, I'm like, wow, you really, really do do your research. And at this point, I'm like looking at my phone and looking at his map. And I'm like, am I, uh, Am I, should I be worried about trafficking at this point? Cause like sometimes I forget that we live in like the worst world in the world and like this is scary. And then he's like, well, you know, he's like, Som- sometimes I also use my Uber rides to recruit people. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And he's like, yeah, so what about you? Are you interested in, uh, in, in being in a porno? And I was like, oh, um, Wow, that's really uh, flattering. Um, what a hot bitch express. But uh, no, um, I don't think I don't think that's going to be for me today. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, what would you say your best feature is? And I was like, oh, my uh, I'm a really good friend and I have a great personality. And he was like, no, 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 physically. And I was like, well, that is that is my best feature. I'm hilarious. And uh, I have this great personality. He's like, well, that doesn't really help me on camera. And I was like, yeah, I don't really want to be on camera. But, um, you know, so when I mentioned earlier about the openness of me, I I bursted in to this hotel room with one girl that I had never met before, Danielle, but loved her by the end of the trip, you know, like not by the end, like literally by five minutes of me meeting her. And I literally just walked in. I was like, okay, so I got asked to be in a porno. So I'm hot. That's fun. Somebody wants to see me having sex. We should call that guy. Um, the one that growled at me, uh, and told me to look, I was like, no, no, I, it was just, it, what, what a journey, what a journey. Um, yeah. And so, I don't really know how to process that, but I did feel at first I felt very confident in the fact that I was a hot bitch who um, who was asked to do porn. And the more I think about it, the more um, scary it was. But it's fine. It's fine. So what a journey. Um, you see how that's at the end of the podcast. OK, let's talk about the otter now. <laughs> Moving on from porn. <laughs> um I had my third date with the otter. And let me just tell you, I brought back wife trapping so hard. I forgot about this. Remember, remember the podcast episode I did about wife trapping? One of my good friends taught me like she mentioned that she's like, I'm going to wife trap him. And I was like, oh, my God. And I did. Listen, I didn't know I was doing this, but I had suggested I was like, do you want to come over for a home cooked meal? Because he works in the restaurant industry. And he was like, actually, yeah, I would love that. And so he came over and I was like, oh, shit, this is my fucking opportunity. I was like, I have to bake and cook and be like, look at me, look what I can do, wifey status. So I cooked him, um, cause I gave him options. I cooked him pesto pasta with turkey meatballs. I had, remember I talked about last week how I like made all those um, pigs in a blanket for myself. Well, I made them for him. Um, also I had them, so I like reheated them up. I made him a couple sausage cheese balls. He liked them, so he would fit in. That was a big, you know, sausage cheese balls or a family delicacy. So, you know, the fact that he liked them was a big deal. And then I made us Ghirardelli brownies for dessert. So I really, I was like, I, I'm, I'm gonna wife trap the shit out of this man. And I don't know if I did. 
However, I just have to say amazing third date. Amazing third date. It was so fun. Like I just you guys, I'm not trying to be crazy, but I just genuinely have the best time with this guy. Like I just feel like it is so fun. Um, I feel like the conversation's always amazing. I just feel like obviously very attracted to him. And then um, but one did, awkward thing did happen where um, he called me out for not having my profile anymore. So as we know, I decided that I didn't want to date anymore, but him and I were already talking. And so once I got his number, I just deleted my apps and I just didn't think I would ever be held accountable for such actions. I was. Um, so <laughs> so basically he was like, well, I noticed that your profile is no longer there. And I was like, well, now I well, yeah. And now I feel like I have to explain myself. So I told him I was like, listen, had all this health stuff go on. So I just thought like maybe um, I should like you know, not date, but you and I were already talking and I was like, I don't know, something in me like really told me to like see it through with you. And I and then I was like, was that weird to say? But whatever, I'm committed to it. I was like, I don't know. I just really wanted to to see it through with you. And I had such a good time on, on our dates and so far that I'm like really glad that I did. But like, yeah, that's why um, that's why I delete my profile. He's like, well, most girls just kind of like unmatch after you meet and like you delete it that way. So it's not like abnormal. And I was like, yeah, I wish I could have just lied to you and said that I like did something like that. But one, I didn't know that was possible. And two, I, I didn't think about it. And three, I'm a bad liar. He's like, yeah, I can kind of tell that you're probably not a good liar. And I was like, I am not. I was like, unless you're pregnant or engaged or like there's some good secret there. No, no, no. Um. So anyways, it was it was really um, it was just really fun. And so then he's working like every single day this week. So I talked to him um we were kind of texting and I was just like, oh, can I, um, I was like, would you want to come over tomorrow as in today, as in Tuesday? Um, because I know that's like one of his days off. And he's like, oh, he's like, I have to work, you know, every day this week. He's like, it's kind of my life for right now. And I was like, it's okay. And I was like, well, that just means we get to get more creative. And I was like, you know, maybe we have like phone call dates or something like that. You know, I just feel like, I don't know. I didn't say this to him, but I'm saying this to you all. I just, I'm not ready to, for, to like, cut it out. Like, I'm not, I don't feel like this is a reason that we shouldn't be talking. Like, I don't feel that his schedule is like a reason for us not to continue to see it through. So I just wanted to give him the offer where I was like, hey, if you want to like call and we can talk on the phone. So I feel like that's always an interesting transition. And I can't ever remember like how it happens, how you go from like texting to calling. I like, I love phone calls. I, I'm not a big texting girl. I like phone calls. So I was just, selfishly, I was like persuading us this way anyways. But um, I was also like, if you don't have a lot of time, you know, maybe a call. So then of course he calls me. I said, oh, I don't have a lot of meetings today. I can probably like go take a walk whenever like you're free to call. He called me during my only meeting and I was like, oh my God, sometimes this meeting ends early. And I'm like literally messaging my coworkers. I'm like, I need this fucking meeting to end. I'm like, this meeting is cock blocking me. I'm trying to get on the phone. Like what the actual fuck are So anyways, <laughs> I unfortunately missed him. And then he called me back during the podcast and I just had to answer. So um, I'm glad I got to talk to him. But can I just say this above everything else? Okay. I'm having the best time dating this guy. I still have my anxieties. I still have my freakouts. Like they are not gone away. And I don't. And when I talk to Andrew, like they won't. But like I said, it's 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 more of like me being able to handle them. So I like I'll talk it out with my girlfriends and then I feel good. But the one thing I was thinking about today is I was like, I think I am in my 
I'm the fucking prize era. I, I know that we've all been waiting for this, but genuinely, and if you don't know what this means, it's like when you're dating and you're like, hey, actually, like, no matter what happens, it's going to be OK because I'm the prize. And I pulled this from the wonderful episode of New Girl where Schmidt uh, teaches Jess how to dice, which is basically like their Tinder or whatever on the show. And he's like, don't worry about all these other guys like you're the prize. And and I remember thinking this and talking about this on the podcast um, with my last ex and being like, you know what, whatever, it's his loss and like feeling good about that. And I think I'm finally like kind of getting back into it. I think we we resist saying shit like this because we don't want to come off as cocky or whatever. And it's like, I'm not being cocky. I'm just knowing that like I deserve somebody who is also going to see me as the prize, but nobody's going to see me that way until I see myself that way. So I'm very much in this new era. And obviously I haven't gone back on the, the apps yet. I'm going to kind of like suss this out a little bit. Like, I don't know if I'll get back on, but you know, obviously like, I'll go out if I see a guy, whatever, like I'll, I'm I'll, we're, we haven't had any exclusivity talk, which, you know, as I said, like you don't have to have no loyalty until you have a talk about loyalty. So I don't really know what will happen there, but I just feel like I feel good and I feel like he makes me feel good, which is really cool. Like, obviously, there's things that make me nervous, but I feel like overall so far in hanging out with him, like when we are together in person, he does make me feel amazing. And that is how I want to feel all the time. So I am in, we are manifesting it. I am in my, um, in, in my, I'm the prize era. And all of you should be too, whether you're dating or not dating, just like at work in life, like you are the prize, you are the goal, you are hashtag goals, be proud of yourself and like, do not be ashamed of who you are. Like I, I, I you guys are like, this bitch took a spiritual turn. Listen, I talked to Andrew. Um, we're coming up on our one year anniversary on January 26th. And I was like, my life has improved so much since you've been in it. And I feel like if you've listened to the podcast probably this whole time, you're like, yeah, you have. And I just I love this new outlook, which is why I wanted to tell you all, because I want you to feel it, too. I just want you to feel the joy and happiness that I'm feeling. Like, obviously, there's a lot that I'm still working on, but it just it's just getting better every single day. And I love that so much. And listen, I talked so much about friendships and almost cried that we're getting almost to an hour here. So I'm going to save my I'm sorry what moment for next week. But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for submitting your Ask Ashley questions. Please continue to, especially if they give me compliments. That's so nice. I'm just kidding. You don't have to. But um, you can submit them on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's or on my TikTok. Just click that link in the bio. I love you all so much. Um, I'll see you after my colonoscopy, bitches. And like, God bless that we did not go through a um, a breakup before this one. And trust me, if you don't think my anxiety and my trauma when he called, I was like very like I was so awkward on the phone at first because I was like waiting for him to be like, OK, I'm thinking about it and, you know, I'm not going to be able to do this because I was like it would be low key iconic to go through another like baby breakup before a colonoscopy. But I'm I'm really glad that didn't happen. OK, I love you all so much. OK, bye.